Hello and welcome to the This Is Marketing Podcast. I'm Ross Marone. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Google AdWords versus Facebook. It's not so much a debate on one versus the other because AdWords and Facebook advertising give you two very different approaches from your business marketing standpoint. And what you have to really think about when you're looking at either one and we're talking small budgets. You know, if you have a thousand bucks, two thousand dollars, where is your money best spent? And a lot of variables and equations you have to think about, time being one of them. How long is that one thousand to two thousand dollars expected to last as it runs for your marketing? Are you looking to move the needle on products, to engage customers, to raise brand awareness? What's the purpose of the money? So once you can kind of identify those things when it comes to your budget spends, Then we start to look at these two platforms from a bird's eye view, and then we could get a little more granular into them. But first of all, let's figure out what you're going to do with that little bit of money you want to use when you're looking to do some advertising. Now, if you're looking for brand awareness, I think that you use Facebook as your number one kind of market of where you're going to put your advertising out at. Facebook marketing is incredibly effective. You can reach audiences that are local regional, national, it just depends on what it's looking, what you're looking to do to achieve with your brand marketing uh, on Facebook. And the way to really do that and what I've kind of seen success in in the different marketing advertising that I've done on Facebook is making sure that you have, first of all, your visual standards, your brand standards ready to go, something we constantly are talking about. And once you kind of have that established, what your look logo is, your visual standards are, Your ad on Facebook reflects that. Now, Facebook has the opportunity for you to automatically get placement on Instagram because Facebook owns Instagram. When you create an image or you put up a video, whatever the marketing piece is, the media you're going to use there, make sure that it includes your logo and make sure that if you're doing a video that your logo is included throughout that video, whether it's in a lower third, a corner of the video, or it's the prominence of the video. It doesn't matter. Make sure that your logo, your business name, your tagline, Whatever you have that's an identifier to your business is visible throughout that entire video because you don't know at what point, especially when you're on Instagram or someone's scrolling through their Facebook feed, what part of that video they're actually going to see. So one of those things you really have to consider when you're looking at Facebook video and Facebook marketing is making sure that you have that physical appearance of your business. Branding, definitely the way to go. Uh, With Facebook advertising, we can establish a target market, who we're going to be targeting, the audience, that profile, that geographic location of them. We're talking age, gender, interests, all things that are defined on Facebook that we have the ability to do. So from a branding standpoint, that's exactly what you're going to be looking for when you're doing branding, making sure that you're matching an audience that already is reflective of your customer base. If you know that information, great. You're already one step ahead of the game when it comes to actually going and running ads. If you don't know, What I generally say to do is cast a bigger net, make that age range, age range, gender location, make that very undefined, make it be from the 18 year old market all the way up to the 65 plus, because once you start running these ads and people are actually engaging with them, whether they're commenting, sharing, clicking, um, and that's really all they can do or putting an emotion to it. That's going to give you data that kind of chisels down on that audience that tells you more specifically the demographic of people. And then what we would typically do is after maybe letting that run for a couple cycles. And when I mention cycles, I mean a week, two weeks. Those become our cycles. We want to revisit our advertising campaigns pretty often 
not only to make sure that they're running effectively, but to make sure that we're freshening them up. If we have the same type of advertising running, we'll never know, A-B testing, whether or not something else could run better. So that's why when we make marketing advertisements and we're making graphics and elements like that, we're making multiples of them so that we're not using the same image all the time. We try two different images that are very different from one another. One thing that I've learned over the years is that one image that I think might work really well for a piece isn't what the audience is reacting to. They might react to another image that I've put out there that I thought wasn't going to perform well. So when we have that A-B test to go off of, it makes it a lot easier for us to start to define what look our brand needs in addition to our logos and our taglines and everything else we're trying to sell. So when you're putting together your Facebook advertising, make sure that you're using multiple images. Make sure you're using multiple phrasing, the content that you're writing, the sentence structure, everything like that matters. So you can't just rely on one. You have to think outside of the box and make multiples. It takes a little more time, but after you do that first cycle and you chisel down your audience, you know who's clicking and engaging, it might come back that your 35 to 44-year-old market is highly engaged with your content. So we'll go back in, adjust the campaign so we target those user bases more, and we start to put our ad in front of just that age range. So that's one of those cycle things we do. Second thing I'm looking at is saying, okay, which images got the most likes, clicks, things like that, and then I will exclude the other image, and maybe I'll go out and find a like image. So the image that was performing well, maybe it's of people, and the other one was of scenery. I will go back and take the people one, if that's the one to perform better, and get another image that has more people in it, and then test those two against each other because the styling of the photo may also be something that creates user engagement. When you're thinking on Instagram, imagery is very important, and so is the video, the type of videos you're putting together, what they're saying. If your video has audio to it, remember that Instagram doesn't play audio automatically unless somebody already clicked a video that activated the audio. So are you going to put words up on the screen? What are those words saying? Or you have a variance of that as well. Something to think about as you're building your campaigns out and thinking in cycle terms. Okay, maybe the first cycle we're going to put the most work into it. So we have two weeks of lead time on the design. We put out the actual physical ad. We run it for a cycle. We revisit it. We spend another week adjusting it, putting new images in, changing the wording, getting that demographic chiseled down to where we want it to be. Second cycle, we put everything out. We monitor it again for two weeks. And then maybe by that third cycle, the fourth cycle, you have the best performing ad that you possibly can going towards the best audience that you can. Strictly when we're talking about branding. It's not gonna be much different for product marketing. The same thing applies. What's our product look like? Who's the audience that we're putting this against? I mentioned if you have this data already, you're ahead of the game. So if you do, if you know that your customer base is a certain age and you know that they buy a certain product, then it's a lot easier for you to compose media around that product, that look, and put it out in front of the audience. That translates well also, also over to Google AdWords. AdWords is a lot more on the um, reactive marketing, I like to call it, because it's when people are seeking something out, so you have a reaction to that. So somebody's looking for product A, and that's the product that you sell. You have the campaigns, you have the keywords, you have everything tagged already. You know what people are searching. You know what they're looking for when they're looking for this product. So all you do is just build your ads around that. Now, AdWords is really nice too because it, it offers the demographic profiling, the geographic profiling. What I like about AdWords maybe versus Facebook is it gets a little more granular in data. And if you have this all connected with your website and your analytics, it transfers well in there. You can link your analytics account to your AdWords account 
so that you can actually track within analytics the AdWord campaign and you could segment out that data to see exactly how those users are clicking your ads and then what they're doing. So there's a full ROI that you can track through that. Same thing occurs with Facebook. You could put parameters in your Facebook ads so that when they do click to a website that you're able to see a URL that has a unique Facebook URL to it. You could actually have it to a certain ad if you wanted to and you could keep track of all of those parameters within your analytic campaign or your Google Analytics. So thinking outside of the box again thinking ahead how do we want to be able to track our ROI on everything that we're doing this is where I always have the battle in my head between traditional marketing and digital marketing traditional doesn't really lend itself to tracking all the way through the funnel we may know that maybe we're only running a print advertisement at the time at this time and any traffic we get that's an influx from what's normal can be considered to be produced by that print advertisement well that's a good way to hypothetically think that but when it comes to digital marketing we actually can track each click we could track each user to know if a user made a purchase we could go back in our analytics sometimes on our shopping backends or e-commerce side of things we could see where that traffic flowed from especially again if you're using something like Shopify you could go all the way back and say okay this was produced from a pay-per-click ad this was produced by social media an email campaign um, so AdWords it gives you a little more data when it comes to what you're focusing on as far as keywords, demographics, and users. Good connection in analytics. Facebook also has that, but I think the demographic profiling on Facebook isn't as granular as I would like it to be. So if I was really pushing products versus just a brand, I would focus my t attention a little more on Google AdWords. One thing where you can pair these two together, what I like to do if I have enough money, so if I have $2,000 earmarked for a marketing budget, I'll split that up. And I may say the first couple cycles that I'm gonna be, let's say a six week cycle, and I have many cycles in there where I'm testing, but I'm gonna spend $500 on each platform for those six weeks. And I'm gonna track all of the data, I'm gonna track the media use, I'm gonna track the audience reaction, the conversions that come over. I'm going to look at that for six weeks with the thousand dollars essentially, but $500 on each platform at the end of that six weeks, I'm going to go back. I'm going to look and say, okay, which one performed the best? Did AdWords give me the most bang for my buck or did Facebook? And then after I make that determination, I might front load the rest of my budget or backload it as we would say in this case, uh, to that one specific platform. So Facebook outperformed AdWords. Uh, in multiple ways, we're, you know, we're measuring different metrics throughout this time period too. We may look at it and say, well, I got a lot more clicks on Facebook than I did on AdWords, but I had a higher conversion rate with my AdWords. You have to make that determination on what's more important. Is getting more people to your site more important or is getting more conversions? Typically, I would think conversions. So I'm going to go ahead and put more money into the platform that gave me more of the conversions. That's just one thing that I look at when I'm doing a small budget spend and I'm looking at two different platforms overall which one's the best they're so different and they're so unique on their own terms that I think that when you you have to consider doing the cycle to start over time it changes as well you know there's if you're using a program like Google Trends which is free if you haven't used that before check that out just Google Google Trends you can look at trends when it comes to search data and this what it gives you is you could go in and Put a topic in or a keyword and then research over a five-year period if you wanted to to see when there are trends wise throughout the year and if you're selling a product that's seasonal 
you can actually see those trends throughout the year. And that gives you a lot of insight as to maybe I ramp up my Google AdWord advertising during the upticks in time. And maybe I'm exposing more of the brand on Instagram and Facebook at the same time on a downturn. So I'm building a brand on the off season. And then when the season comes into play, I'm, I'm doing a more of a, a media mix between the two where I'm, I'm utilizing AdWords for that seasonal traffic that I'm going to get to my site. But I'm also using what I've already established on Facebook to push out things. If you're doing Facebook strictly where you're building ads and trying to get people to go to a conversion, such as a website, and not necessarily stay within the platform where we're building our business page, we're getting more likes, more engagement, more interactions that way, then you can always use Facebook down the road to tap into that audience that you've built. That's what I really kind of like about Facebook within itself as its own platform. If you have a business page and you're attracting customers to like your page, then you always have a higher probability uh, to advertise to them. And one thing when you're doing the advertising, you could build a lookalike audience. So if we have an audience of people that already like our page, then we build a, what's called a lookalike audience against that that says it's anyone that likes our page and what Facebook's doing is it's looking at the demographic information on their big giant database of user information to say, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and take everyone that likes business A and we're going to start to put it out to people that don't like business A but are like that. They meet a certain demographic, a certain age, interests, things like that. So they help you a little bit with that legwork that you might not have if you don't know your customer base. You could also build lookalike audiences against other businesses. So if you know that the type of person that's going to engage with your business maybe likes another business or another type of product or a TV show or something like that, you could build a lookalike audience against them and then bring them over to your business. So Facebook has a little more, uh, I guess, diversity when it comes to the audience profiling that you can do versus what Google AdWords can offer you. But there's a great mix for both of them. So when it comes between the two, and as this podcast is talking about, we're really looking at which one's going to work best for our business over time. And that's part of that equation I was talking about. It's one of those variables is timing of everything. Marketing and branding and advertising all have time. It's all over time. It all matters when we're putting stuff out there, how often they're engaging with it, how often they see it. That's where we look at traditional marketing. And we make some really nice connections between whether branding on traditional means really works, it's all about those touch points. It's all about how relevant your product is to anyone that passes that billboard or anyone that sees that print advertising or that's watching, watching that commercial on TV. One thing that's kind of the connection I left out here is that AdWords, just like Facebook allows you to go with Instagram, AdWords allows you to go with YouTube. And if you have that type of media, if you have video media, then you have a really nice, easy connection to make with AdWords where you can pre-roll stuff on YouTube. I've seen time and time again that videos that we make uh, for businesses, they are really engaged with, they have a very high visibility, and they're really effective when it comes to pre-rolling that on YouTube. YouTube continues to grow in users, it continues to grow in watch time, uh, the, the changes that they've made to their platform as far as how uh, people that actually make content, the content contributors, the changes they've made to them have really forced them to kind of make better content. And because of that, I think their long play there is that they want YouTube to become more of a resource for people that want to watch long format videos. And that's what we're seeing. Even long format commercials that we're putting out there, people are watching 80, 90% of the video. And that we're talking five minute videos before they rewatch whatever video they were intending to watch in the first place. So 
AdWords has that ability for you to put videos out as well. Uh, so don't think that if you, you have video and that's maybe something that you're gonna use as part of your marketing strategy, that you have to just go with Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you could really use Google AdWords to build a YouTube campaign as well. So that's really my brief comparison here. Uh, would love to hear any comments you have about this. You can always find me on Twitter, at Ross Marone. That's R-O-S-S-M-O-R-R-O-N-E. And as always, I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.